0: I'm Laura Green. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast, the show that brings you the best in Sapphic fiction. Join me as I chat with authors, narrators, and friends who share my love for the genre. You will learn things you didn't know about your favorites and get some suggestions for your next read. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe. Welcome to the Sapphic Book Review Podcast. Today's guest is a writing machine who has written some of my favorite series, Nicole Pyland, welcome and thanks for being here. Uh, thank you. I'll take that writing machine. <laughs> <laughs> your latest Future Wife was released on February 8th. This is quite a departure from your previous books. Tell us what to expect from Carter
1: and Ryder. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a departure. I've not written sci-fi before, and I think it's light sci-fi, but you know, Carter's sort of in a marriage that's ending, and uh, she... I think is ready for it to end, but it doesn't really have that like that final decision that she needs to make to make it official. And she meets a woman from the future who says she's her future wife. And then she sees that same woman in present day, and it starts to sort of piece together this puzzle for her. And it gives her the, I think the power that she needs to to end an existing relationship that wasn't really what she wanted. And there's uh, some time traveling involved, they go back to the past. And there's some decisions that get made um, based on that. There's some ethics and philosophy involved in it because when you're dealing with time travel, it's a little tricky. Uh, <laughs> <have> to, <laughs> but yeah, the whole the whole goal is uh, for them to to be together and to get together, and be that way forever. If you could time travel, would you go to the future or the past? I get asked this question a lot. I would probably go to the <laughs> past. Not, I'm a little scared of the future. If I'm being honest, <laughs> given where given where we are right now, but I think I would go to the past. I don't. I go back and forth over where I would go. But I think what Ryder does at one point to practice is she goes back to just see something, to observe something, not actually to interfere. And I think I'd probably try to do that, see something, maybe a mystery that hasn't been solved yet and just see it for myself. That'd be great. I'd like to see who really shot JFK. That would be a good one. I was thinking um, like what happened to Roanoke or like Jack the Ripper or something, like figure out who that guy was so we could, yeah, solve that one once and for all. But yeah, i go back and forth. I'd go a lot of different places, I think.
0: You published over 40 books in just five years while having a full-time job. How in the world are you so prolific and do you
1: actually sleep? I do. I, w- <laughs> I wish I slept better. I wish I had like a better quality of sleep. But no, I, I do sleep. I do have a full-time job. It's a regular old Monday through Friday. I think, A, I type very fast. So that helps. And I very rarely get blocked. So once I'm sort of on a path to write a story, I'm just on that path. And it's it's going to get finished. And it tends to get finished pretty quickly. But I'm also very lucky, and I I talk about this a lot, but I don't know how other indie authors do it because I have my wife who literally publishes all my books. So I will write them, and then I hand them to her, and she takes care of almost all the rest of it. And so the reason I'm able to put out as many as I do every year, it's primarily because of her. If not with my job, I wouldn't be able to do all of the other stuff that's involved. So you might only get one or two a year. Wow. It's a good thing you have that little lady. (laughs) <laughs> she's the one that, that made me do it to begin with. So uh, she's the one that sort of set it all up and did all the research while I was, I was working at a different company at the time. But she figured it all out. I didn't know how to do any of it. A lot of your books are part of a series. Which
0: series would you most like to be a character in and which would you recommend to a new reader?
1: I'll answer the first one last, if that's OK. It's hard because for the most part, they're all friend connected, with the exception of the sports series. And I think I always recommend for people to just start at the beginning. So just start with the Chicago series. Celebrity series kind of veers off a little bit. I know that's a pretty popular one, but that's the first one I wrote. So you'll get a really good understanding of my writing style and how I write friends. But if I were to be a part of a series, I would definitely want to be a part of the holiday series. I just feel like they're so much cooler than I am. And I don't (laughs) know that they'll let me hang out with them, but it would be a lot of fun to hang out with them. And they've known each other for so long, they're basically you know, family at this point. I just think it'd be really cool to get to spend time making fun of them, how they make fun of each other and, you know, being there to support each other as well. I'm sure they'd let you be in them
0: as they would not exist if it weren't for you. So there's- I mean, I hope so, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, you released the steamy book once a month. Do you plan to write any more erotica?
1: I do. I actually finished one recently and it will be out, I think the back half of this year. That book was odd to me because it just, the idea hit me. And I, I actually went to my wife and said, I wanted to do it as a serial. And we hadn't done that yet. So I said, I want to release it on my website. And I had all these different chapters. And so we did that, which was great. And people liked it and said, I should publish it. That's really the only reason it got published. Uh, I think it was my first foray into that. So I have no idea how people would take it. I just gave it a try. <laughs> and I thought if I give it away for free, maybe they'll you know be honest with me, tell me if they love it or not. Uh, it reads different, I think, when you read it in an actual book. But yeah, I have another one coming out uh, later this year. Yes, I remember getting that in my email and I'm like,
0: holy cow, <laughs> that's steamy.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it was a, it's a fun book to write when you're not using character names at all. And I made that conscious decision to not do that. And, you know, revising that was, was super fun as well. A lot of challenges with that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you and your wife are throwing a dinner party with three of your couples. Which three are you inviting and why?
1: Depends on the kind of dinner party I want to have. I think I am very dry and sarcastic, so I would probably want some of my drier, sarcastic characters. So I would probably invite maybe Dylan and Ada from The Disappeared. I think Ada is just kind of my brand of humor. And Dylan kind of balances her out, and that'd be fun to watch. And then Trinity and Paisley from The Misperception in the Holiday Series were also really fun. I think I um, enjoy making fun of Paisley a lot, calling her a wine snob or something. (laughs) You know, maybe I'll invite Danny and Peyton um, and let Peyton play, be the entertainment for the night or something from um, basically the Celebrity Series because she's in all four of those books. I think that'd be a fun night. That
0: would be a fun night. I would invite Alyssa and Hannah from Fresh Start because I just want to give Alyssa a hug,
1: like big time. (laughs) (laughs) I think my wife would invite them as well. I think (laughs) – that's her, I think that's her second favorite couple. So, yeah, she'd probably like to meet them in real life too. That girl went through it. And
0: I just feel like she needs a little bit of dessert and cuddles. She sure does. I'm with you on that one.
1: I put her <laughs> through the ringer in that book.
0: <laughs> what are you working on at the
1: moment? Right now, I'm editing. So, I have a new royalty series, which is coming out in March. And so, uh, book one will be out in March. So, I'm just kind of final touches on that one. And then After that one, I believe I'll just be editing the other three of those. There's four, and then I'll have, I think, the erotica. My wife does the release schedule, so she tells me what to do. But I think (laughs) there's the the erotica will come out after that. And then I actually have a couple sci-fi books coming out. So this year, I'm writing a lot, but I'm I'm primarily focused on editing those right now so we can get them out. Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) Nine books. We did nine last year. We just keep doing more. It used to be six or seven, so... You started writing
0: fanfic back in the day. Which shows inspired you?
1: Yeah, I think like most people, fell down the fanfiction rabbit hole because I didn't realize it was a thing. And I'd always written fanfiction in my head. And I read a lot of stories. And at the time, Glee was on. And I am a Quintana fan. Sorry, Britana fans. Um, But I'm a (laughs) Quintana fan. And I decided I got an idea. I decided to write that story. And it just kind of took off from there. So Glee was first. I wrote, I think, nine or 10 of those. And then Clexa was The big one and and Clexa is probably the the relationship that's like really like near and dear to my heart and it was really something that I had to do to process my grief over, you know, what had happened on the spoiler alert, but what had happened on the show. So it was more for me than it was for anybody else. But I went ahead and and posted it anyway and people seemed to enjoy it. So those two I think primarily. If you were gonna write from a current show, which would you do? Ooh, that's tricky. You know, maybe Warrior Nun. I'm still a little salty. You should. It's good. I'm a little salty about it. So I have things like in my head. I haven't written fan fiction in years. But yeah, that one got me when it got canceled. So
0: yeah, see, that's why maybe that's why I haven't done it. It's because I don't want to get too into it. And then I'll just be upset like everyone else.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's most TV shows nowadays. I'll stick to the old ones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How did you meet your wife? And what would you title the book based on your story?
1: I met my wife, weirdly enough, through fan fiction. So I wrote Glee first and she was in Ukraine. She was in a whole other country, very far away, read it. And she messaged me one day and I would get messages and I was writing, they liked it or whatever. And so I would say, thank you. So I did that. We didn't talk at that time. And then another year or so went by and I was writing Kleksa, and she also was interested in Kleksa. So she messaged me again and we just started messaging back and forth. And soon enough, she was over here and we're getting married. Wow. So I jokingly would call our story, it's very cheesy, but I think it's just like, you know, from fanfic to forever or something (laughs) really, really, really lame like that. (laughs) Have you thought about writing a book based on that? I don't know if she'd want me to, honestly. I might um, one day just give it to her. I don't know if she'd want it to get out there. She did. She gives me ideas sometimes. I put them in my little notes app and then I deliver her a book. So then she gets to read the book. But I don't know about writing something about the two of us. Haven't thought of that yet. That'd be a good Valentine's present someday. It sure would. I don't know she's going to get mad at me probably for telling you all this, but like one (laughs) Christmas, I actually audio booked my fanfic stories for her that she really liked. So I just recorded myself going through the, that was one of my my gifts to her. So she enjoyed that. Well, see, that's very sweet. I try. (laughs) What are the best things about living in California? I think the weather most of the time is is really nice because it's generally 75 and sunny all the time. And then what I like about it is, yes, there's traffic, but you can do anything. So there's always something going on that you can find to do. And it can be, you can go up into a mountain and go hiking. If you're a surfer, you can go surfing and everything in between. I moved there you know, initially because I wanted to write for TV and film. So it was just always a place that I would go to Southern California. And I actually found that I really enjoyed it. Whereas I think some people move there and find out they don't, doesn't quite fit for them. It just, yeah, it really fits me. And I like looking at palm trees. So yeah, I would too, but I'm in
0: Missouri. We don't have here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're not everywhere. Yeah.
0: When you aren't working or writing, what are some of your hobbies?
1: I'm mostly writing, um, but when I'm not, I'm, I'm usually reading. I am I tend to read sapphic fiction like everybody else. And my other hobbies involve anything, I think around history, in particular, um, World War II. So I'm probably watching a, a documentary or reading a book about that. And I'm really into true crime. I actually went to grad school with the idea that I would be a profiler. And so... I really like you know psychology and learning about as much of that as I can and how it all correlates to what they end up doing. That's horrible and awful, and trying to figure out how we can prevent it in the first place. So I'm Not typically doing bad. those things. I still think that I should have been a CSI because I watched CSI pretty
0: much nonstop. But it's too, it's too <laughs> in late. It's too life. late for.
1: in another yeah. life. Yeah. What is a cause that is close to your heart right now? Ukraine. So my wife is Ukrainian, and she's here, obviously, but her family is is over there right now. So we're pretty much for over, I guess, close to a year. It started um, around this time last year. We've been pretty much glued to any news and um, checking in on them as much as we can. Yeah, that's a horrible situation. Yeah, it's, it's not
0: good. I agree. What are three sapphic books that meant the most to you when you discovered your love for these
1: books? so I worked in bookstores and where I worked in bookstores in the Midwest, we did not stock a lot of these books. And I was it's a shock. <laughs> I know what I was in college at the time. And so I honestly don't think I understood or knew about this genre all that much until almost right before I started writing books. And I think the discovery of the genre was what made me go, I could write books like this. But I would say... One of the first books I read was um, How Sweet It Is, uh, Melissa Braden, and I really enjoyed that book. I think it was probably, I listened to books, so I think it was the first book I downloaded. And then a little bit later, I listened to Casting Lacey. I listened to it, so I loved Melissa Moran's take on those characters, and I loved the book. It was a great book, but um, that's what got me to reach out to Melissa to then do the voices for the Celebrity Series. And uh, so that has a special place in my heart. Let's see. It was a little bit later, but my wife read it first and she told me like, it's a gut punch. And I was like, okay, I'm in, let's go. Um, And (laughs) I listened to um, Her Name in the Sky by Kelly Quinlan. And that is a gut punch of a book. But uh, that one I think was was probably up there as well. Very good choices. Nicole, it was great chatting with you
0: today. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks again to Nicole Pylan for joining me today. To learn more about Nicole and find links to purchase her books, visit NicolePylan.com. To show your support for this podcast, you can buy me a coffee at BuyMeACoffee.com slash SapphicLora, or join my Patreon at Patreon.com slash SapphicBookReviewPod, where you can hear your favorite authors play Would You Rather. Here's a sample of this week's with Nicole Pylan. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, happy reading. Would you rather win an Oscar or an Olympic gold medal?
1: No, I can't choose. (laughs) That's so hard. Um, I grew up wanting to make movies and I played volleyball and I wanted to win the Olympic gold medal for volleyball, which they just did. That's really hard. I'll say the Olympic gold medal because I feel like I'd be working harder for that over like a longer stretch of time because you're, you know, you're playing when you're a kid all the way through. So I think it would probably mean a little bit more.